Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Live Reality Games coverage of Live to Give Fans versus Favorites versus Famous. I'm Naomi, but more importantly, I am joined by four incredible women, part of the Live to Give family, not just players, but also uh, volunteers in their own right and amazing people all around. So first of all, I want to introduce right to my, uh, I don't know which side this is, it, it's the internet. Um, we have Katie. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Just enjoying the child-free night and being, this is like girls' night out to me, so. <laughs> I'm glad that we could be of some support and maybe we'll we'll get a round of shots later, just, you know, for fun. Um, and next we have uh, Janaki. Janaki, welcome as a last minute addition. Andrea is hard at work <laughs> being a, a superhero nurse, but Janaki, you can make it. Thank you for being here. How are you? Doing well, how are you? Thank fantastic. you for having me. Thank oh, you for having me. I'm so me. glad you're here. Um, and a part of the amazing admin team, uh, she's managing risks left and right. It is Nicole. Nicole, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Ah, wonderful. And I'm sure everybody else, I'm just going to speak for everyone else. I assume we're all wonderful. And last but not least, Angie. Angie, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm excited to see you guys all again. It's been too long. It has, uh, Andy texted us before this and said, I'm gonna wear my shirt. And everyone else said, no, thank you. Uh, but <laughs> I like that you're wearing it. Um, yeah, it probably still smells like dirt and sweat, but you know, I can't smell it, so that's fine. <laughs> your nose blind at this point. Well, <laughs> this is super exciting. We are gonna talk about episode four, which aired a couple Sundays ago. Um, this is uh, a great episode, but a lot happens. And I just want to start off by talking about what happened last week. So last week, Hannah was voted out of the game. Um, and Katie, you were at that vote. Can you talk to me a little bit about uh, what happened in that moment and what you remember from voting out Hannah? Um, yeah, I remember thinking Hannah was much smarter than I was when it comes to these games and getting the very big gut feeling that Hannah did not want to work with me and she was part of more of a majority. So I needed to, and plus it was, my entire game was, it's on me. Oh my gosh, they're saying my name. So anything to get it deflected off me is what I needed to do. And placing Hannah out there as a big threat was what I chose to do. And, and it worked out. Um, Janicki, I mean, you weren't on this tribe, so what did you think getting to see this back, especially considering Hannah is a favorite, um, one of your uh, fake original tribes? How did you feel seeing how this all kind of went down? Uh, you muted yourself, by the way, Janicki, just to let you know. Oh, can, can you guys see <laughs> I, me too? Yes, you're all good. Okay, I, I can't see any of you, but um, I, it stung a little bit because with Hannah, with her first season, she was booted so early. So I was really looking forward to be able to working with Hannah. Um, so I was really bummed to see her go. Um, so it kind of stung a little bit. And I think have, losing one of us favorites was kind of like the starting point where I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, no. Like, is this where we're going to start losing everybody, you know? Um, so it just it stung a little bit. Yeah, what about you, Angie? Another favorite, um, and I, you know, you've been around to see Hannah play before. What did you think about getting the one, being the one voted out here? 
Yeah, kind of the same that Janicki said. I felt like, you know, it's hard to see somebody else that's green go. Um, you don't really want to see it. I mean, at the end of the day, it was only fans and favorites or famous before that. So you had to expect that at some point, but you still don't want to see it. And she just seemed like such a great person. I saw her season and I also wanted to work with her because I felt like she deserved a second chance. Mm -hmm. um, and at the social, we connected a little bit, but you can't really control what happens on other tribes. Unfortunately, it all just kind of comes down to where you get placed. Yeah, and, and I think this episode is all about where you get placed because every tribe has such dynamic, uh, interesting relationships in the mix. Uh, Nicole, I just want to get your overall opinion of, of this point in the game because you played with some of these people, you know a lot of them really well. Uh, so like, for example, the, um, is it, it's new purple, right? But you're on Angie, the new purple tribe. I do not remember the names and I will not. Correct. Yeah, I don't know any of the names, but I think I, purple sounds right, <laughs> whatever that name is. Um, has all these interesting relationships like Carter and James. Um, Nicole, just talk to me about how you felt about all these, these swap tribes. Yeah, I don't know how to feel because this is my first time on like the other side. But I mean, even there's relations between the contestants, but there's also relationships between like the admin team and the volunteers to some of the players. So like Hannah, for example, she was my season and to give her credit, she wasn't like the first boot, Ellie was, but Hannah was the first boot to go home. Um, but I was secretly like really cheering for her because I didn't want her to take that place again. But it's really fun to watch all of the shit show of relationship. Oh, I swear. <laughs> All the mess of relationships. Sorry, the mess. Okay. It's fun to have this like panoramic view of the hot mess happening. The Hot Mess Express is definitely uh, an alternate title for this episode, uh, especially this challenge. Um, I think we should just jump right into this challenge because I felt so bad watching this go down. And I had to like sort of monitor um people's hands to make sure that the puzzle makers weren't touching uh the the blindfolded person's hands but i i was just i felt so much in my heart for everybody who was not doing this puzzle correctly it took a long time do you guys remember that it was like you know the magic of television it looks so short but it took a while for anybody to get started on the puzzle it makes you wonder like how long those challenges last on Survivor because it did. It took a very long time to finish that challenge. And we all know like it's 15, it's 15. But then at one point you have like James who is blindfolded and Elder who's not getting it. But then James is like trying to get it blindfolded. It was just insane. I if I had been doing it, we'd still be there. We'd still be waiting. We'd be in the snow with Katie going. Yeah, it, it would have been fair. It, it was not an easy puzzle by any stretch. No. Yeah, I just from listening to the challenge at that time and then being able to go back and, re, you know, rewatch it. I had no idea. I was, you know, but on top of that, you have to remember it was probably almost a hundred degrees out. So, I mean, we're exhausted. You know, we haven't had food. We're sitting in the heat, you know, we're trying to think and do all these math problems. I mean, it was, it was draining. So. They really did not prepare you guys. When I realized that the food at the social was the last food you were going to eat. I like 
immediately was like, wow, that's messed up. <laughs> and, then, and then you're here doing this after getting no sleep the night before. I'm sure it was horrible. Angie, um, I mean, look, lucky for you, your tribe gets it, but it took a while and it took, uh, you know, the fun fact is that we had to sort of include a level of, hey, the puzzle person can talk to the blindfolded person to help them solve the puzzle. Uh, Angie, what did you think about this challenge? I just remember sitting there thinking, thank God I did not volunteer to do this puzzle. Like I would never do that to begin with because I just know that's not my strength. But I was just sitting there like, even if we lose, it's not on me. Like I did not have anything to do with this. Like, sorry, I love my team, but I love my tribe. But I was just glad it wasn't me because I honestly, even if you gave it to me right now and said it was 15, it would still probably take me an hour now to figure out how to put it in the right spot. But it worked out. And I'd like to know who did the test run on this puzzle because we do test run some of these. And I don't know who did it because Angie, I'm totally with you. Like, give me the puzzle now. I still won't figure it out. Yeah, you know what the tough part is? It's, I think it's the diagonal part is what makes it the toughest. Cause I've done this where you just have to have all rows and columns add up to 15. But when you add the diagonal to it, it makes it very, very difficult. Um, so that's like a life hack to all Survivor fans is memorize this puzzle because you never know when it's going to come in handy. My favorite part of watching this challenge was uh, Andrea and Megan working together because Megan was just trying to cheerlead Andrea so hard. Be like, you got this. You got, She's just blindfolded, like holding blocks. It has nothing else to do but be her positive self. It uh, it was very funny to me. I love that part of the, the challenge. Um, but... It was pretty quick for you guys, Angie. Your purple tribe pulls it out. Um, and once again, uh, there are several people who I have never been to a tribal council. James, Ryan, Carter, and Ryan. Um, now, Angie, it's time to talk about your tribe because this was, uh, I watched this swap happen originally. I thought, oh my God, Angie and Jack are so boned, it's not even funny. And we see in this episode more evidence that you guys are so boned, it's not even funny. I just want to talk to you a little bit about how you felt swapping into this tribe and uh, the moves that we see you make in this episode, specifically trying to talk to James. Can you tell me uh, a bit more about the position you were in on your spot? Yeah, I mean, I think I said it like in one of my confessionals, but I think I it was worst case scenario for me. Like, I mean, I, they even said it in the intro that I, it was my worst nightmare <laughs> being with all men. I don't mind working with men, but my whole plan when I first got there was to get out a man right away. So then having my next tribe be all men, I just thought that was kind of ironic. Um, but yeah, I just felt like I looked around and I was like, I can't tell if this is just my insecurities kicking in or if I'm actually not in a good spot. Watching back, I clearly was not in a good spot. So it was just, I felt like, I just wanted like anybody at that point. Like when James, he reached out to me to actually go for a walk. And when he did that, I was like, let's go. Like, I can't just sit here because our tribe was pretty much just all sitting in a circle for the longest time, which was nice. But when I came from a tribe where we were constantly going to tribals and like constantly going around talking to everybody to then just go around and sit and be like, oh yeah, this is just a fun weekend out in the woods. Like we're not going to talk game at all it was hard to transition and I felt like my wheels were just continuously spinning. And I honestly don't think I went in with any sort of plan because I was just like, I just hope somebody wants to make a move. <laughs> um, Janaki, I'm wondering if you felt the same 
on your tribe before you didn't go to you know you didn't go to tribal council last episode but uh did you feel like it was a lot of sitting around and not making moves uh over on your tribe um so th this last episode uh we before we, you before you uh, went to tribal council and oh the yeah yeah it's tough because you know there's i think we were like a team of six if i'm correct i think and when you have that safety of not having to go there's not much really you can do because you're not put in that pressure situation so there was just a lot of sitting around listening to you know stories from elaine um you know just talking you know real survivor so it's tough because i mean you, even if you want to try to talk game talk a little bit um you know if you're going out and getting sticks for the fire it's very quick and very short because at that point you're thinking well there's no need for this strategy talk so why are we doing it because you kind of put a target on your back if all of a sudden people see you talking off to the side like hey are we playing the game right now or so it's it's tough but we we definitely did sit around a lot um and just kind of shared stories so sure oh elaine and her stories uh well, katie i want to ask you um coming from <clears throat> one tribal and losing and going to tribal again I i'm wondering before like the strategy is too crazy and everything happens, like who did you think you could rely on um, once you kind of saw that that you guys were losing and, and you were gonna have to go back to tribal? Absolutely nobody. Nobody. I, I felt like I never felt, I've never felt like such an outcast in my life. Like literally it was like, I don't even know where to start trying to squirm in. Um, I, I didn't feel, I felt like the one person um, on my original tribe that I felt really comfortable with, um, we both got blindsided. And then I go into another tribe and it's like, there's, um, and I was, I was coming into the game on three hours of sleep and then sleeping on the tarp and like, spending half the night going, I wonder if Cam wants to cuddle with me because I'm really cold <laughs> and just taking the tarp instead. Um, and then, yeah, it was hot and you were hung. Well, I wasn't hungry. Was I the only person that took food from the social? You might, I saw you stuff in those chips in your bag, Katie. I was yeah, laughing I got so six hard. Of chips in there, man. It was if a good strategy. If anything, like I'm surprised they didn't keep me because like I had the chips and I took them with me. I think that if the admin team would have known, Katie, we would have totally taken those chips and like eaten them in front of you. Because I don't think you're supposed to bring like food from the social into the game. But that's hilarious. I mean, oh, that's did you guys see half the stuff McCray got into his bag? He just like shoved things in. He's like, they'll take what they don't want me to have. And he's got like a sport coat. And he's like, I think the problem is the bag check happens before you go to the social. So maybe the idea next year, Nicole, we'll workshop this, is we'll let them eat and then we'll make take all the contraband out. And, you know, then you can, you know, go ahead and join the game. Nicole, we actually have a question from Dustin from Live Reality Games. He says, uh, Nicole, why did not why did you do production? Why? You're a clear favorite. Why not play? Well, I joined production right after my season because I absolutely fell in love with the game, but also the, the mentality behind it as far as raising money. And so um, I joined the team right after my season. And by the time I found out of what it was as far as fans, favorites, famous, 
I was too far in. So oh, yeah. I could not apply for the season. So I wish I could have. I mean, bring it on. I'll quit the team so I can play again. <laughs> I like that. That's part of what to give is either you're, you're quitting the team to join the game or you're, you're out of the game and you're joining the team. Because, Katie, I know that you were a volunteer previously. I just want to know more about um, how you got involved with Live to Give and what like inspired you to actually want to play this time around. Um, I have a fr um, I'm friends with Rob Papis, and he was involved in this. He was in, I think, season three. And um, my husband and I met up with him at a Survivor casting call in Sioux Falls, and he was telling us that, you know, you can apply to it. So I was an alternate for last year and I showed up and volunteered. And I think I had more fun volunteering than any other part of it. It's, it's fabulous. And if, and if you can, and, and you have the ability, I definitely recommend helping out at live to give and yeah. I applied again and here we were. Uh, yes, I, I also, I guess the, the the part of the game where you can eat more is probably the more enjoyable part, I would say, because I feel that way too. I had such a fun time on production. Um, now, Janky, I want to ask you about your sort of relationship with Elaine this season, uh, because you guys came from your original Purple Tribe. Now you're in a new tribe together. And uh, as we kind of see, you guys are a pair in this episode. You're operating kind of on the same wavelength. Uh but Elaine still doesn't really know your name. Uh, what was it like getting to watch this back and getting to play with someone you've seen actually play Survivor? Yeah. Um, so I definitely fangirled over Elaine before knowing. When I saw that she was on the cast, I actually like was almost in tears. I was so excited. Um, so being able to play with her with the two tribes, it was amazing. And I knew to buddy up with her right away just because I felt like you know, what your mindset is, you know, maybe she'd be a bigger target than me. And, you know, she could possibly be like a good shield for my, for myself. Um, because <laughs> Alex. Alex has come to Januka and actually it's spelled Hanukkah, Alex. Um, but <laughs> thanks for that. Um, and so we were like two peas in a pod and we just, you know, we just kicked it off and, um, it was fun. It was fun working with her. So that's awesome. I mean, for uh, Angie, I want to ask you. Like, I'm sure you knew James a little bit, but like, getting to play with someone like Elaine from Survivor, well, getting to be on the same cast at this point in time. What did you think about like the famous tribe in general, especially considering you played with Aaron Meredith and Jack and blindsided the hell out of both of them? <laughs> well. One of those wasn't my doing. One, I can take credit for one, but the other one wasn't on me. <laughs> um, it was, I honestly was more starstruck than I thought that I would be. I just actually recently like started getting into more of Survivor. I've always been like a fan of Live to Give, but Survivor, I haven't really honestly watched that many seasons. And so I figured like, oh, I'm just going to like watch all of everybody's things, like all the um, famous people before I went and like seeing Jack and like seeing Aaron, I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be like starstruck right now, but I am. Um, but yeah, it was definitely hard to vote them off, especially right away. Like you don't ever want to see somebody go off right away, but 
I think at that point we weren't really thinking let's get off the famous people because they're famous. It just kind of how it all worked out. But there was definitely some part of me that was, my heart was breaking a little bit having to make the decisions that we made. Katie, was there a famous person you were most excited to play with this season? Probably Elaine. I was excited to meet Elaine. Yeah. I'm excited to meet any of them. And, you know, they, they were all absolutely fantastic to, to get to meet. But Elaine was probably the one I was most excited about. Mm-hmm. Well, to jump back into what's happening in the episode, um, we get to see, Angie, you and Jack kind of try to repair your bonds. Um, I just want to know, did you – this was very fun to watch and kind of watch happen in the game. Did I'm you, glad you had fun watching. <laughs> and poor Angie's <laughs> suffering. Um, did you believe that maybe there was a chance that Jack wanted to work with you and that he wasn't just going to try and put you out next opportunity? Or I'm curious where your headspace was when you, you and Jack try and figure out what's going on. I mean, I really didn't know. When, he, when I first saw him running back up, I was like, out of the four people, this is, I love Jack. He's a great guy. But like for my game wise, I was like, this is the worst case scenario for me. Um, but once I, like, once we actually got to the tribe and he started talking to me, he did make a good point. Like those guys, and we can even see it um, in the episodes, they were very close and there was no way that they were going to break anytime soon. So I think he is a good game player. And even if I did, um, I was the reason he was gone. I think he knew what he had to do and he knew he had to get me on his side because I was another number. Um, so at the time, I don't think I really saw it like that. At the time, I was very skeptical because you never really know. It was the night before that I made him the first boot of the season. So I was a little bit skeptical, but looking at it from like an outside perspective, it's kind of clear that that's what he had to do. And I think it was a really good move on his part to try to get me in with him. Nicole. See that? Oh, go oh, ahead, Jan. So, so when Jack came back, I was very nervous um, just because I had, I had played a previous game with Jack. And so, yep. We had played so real, foot to together. real foot. That's yeah. a great season of real foot. Yeah, with Alex and, too, right? Yeah, with Alex. Yep, and um, it, you know, Jack and I in that season, we could have had pulled off like the biggest blindside together, and I ended up turning and blindsiding Jack. So it was, it was nervous. I I was nervous because I didn't know what his feelings were from that previous game. So I was actually pretty glad that he ended up with <laughs> Angie. <laughs> So, yeah. and I'm sure for you, Katie, you would have wanted to see Stan return more than anybody else. I was, yeah, that would have really helped. But <laughs> and he was so close too. He was like this close. When um, I don't think I'm spoiling. When I was able to talk to him afterwards, uh, he told me that he stayed up and studied and everything, and he tried so hard. And he lost by one, like you guess. Uh, it reminded me of like studying in high school versus the kids who didn't study. Um, and Nicole, uh, just from your, I just want to know for you, like when you're on a tribe of seven, um, what do you think the best thing to do is 
in these more chaotic situations where you're coming from four different tribes? Like, do you think the method is to pick one other group of people and work with them? Like we hear that silver and orange want to try to work together. Or is it to really just feel out the relationships and see what you can make happen? I'm curious what you think the strategy is in this moment. <clears throat> well, honestly, my social game was probably the best part of my game. But when people are under pressure, that's when you like see the goods. <laughs> when they are up against a wall, it's fun to just sit back and watch what they do. And it tells you a lot about how they're going to play the game. So obviously, I'd, I'd observe and then jump on the ones that I, I think are the most chaotic because they usually bury themselves. <laughs> who do you think? Who do we think is the most chaotic on this cast at this moment, including everybody who was in this episode? Who's the most chaotic player? Gosh, that's hard. It was a, you know, it's funny because on the admin side of it or the volunteer, we're like sitting there like texting each other like, oh, Elaine said this or Angie's going to do this. And so it's fun. So it just, I think everything was chaotic at that point. But I would say Jack was just being freshly back in the game. He was like running around like crazy. And I think Elder had said it was like a liability to be with Jack or be seen with him. But yeah, I think Jack was kind of, freaking out yeah um alex is 100 percent can um <laughs> i was thinking I think just, it i just didn't want to say it for fear of like <laughs> sounding bitter or something because i'm not but i was like um cam cam had that had that idol in pocket itis where he's just so scared katie did you think of telling anybody that cam had an idol did you know for sure because i just remember that like McCray found out and then Cam told a lot of people, but I don't know the full deets. So did you know that Cam had an idol? Okay, I'm going to reiterate, I came into the game on three hours of sleep <laughs> and then spent the night. Um, I'm pretty sure they mentioned the idol directly in front of me and things like didn't connect in Katie's head, which is like the story of my life. But um, so later when they're asking like, are you sure he has an idol? I'm like, Yeah, no, yes, no, I, I don't know. So I think I, I knew he had it, but there was part of me going, but you don't know he has it. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe he's just got a nice necklace in his pocket, who knows? Um, I, I should have just pushed him over and grabbed his bag. <laughs> just searched his bag openly in front of everybody. Here, eat this bag of chips, I'm gonna go through yours. <laughs> I'll trade you. Um, well, yeah, Cam is a bit of a nervous Nelly this episode is how I describe it. Um, and, and I think rightfully so. I, you know, you guys were kind of voting against each other, Katie, on Silver. And you've gotten rid of Hannah, which I was uh, very surprised that Hannah went last time. Because I, I was with you guys watching this go down. And then this time around, um, it really felt like things kicked into high gear between the two of you. Of I don't think this person is working with me let's vote them out. Um, for you, Katie, was there anybody that you wanted to work with? Because you have on your tribe, you have Derek, you have Macy and Savannah, and you have somebody else who I'm blanking. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, oh, Queen Elizabeth. I love her so much. Um, was there anybody you were connecting with in this moment that you were hoping to work with? I Okay, I, I thought Savannah and I were good. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Um, and I really thought Elizabeth and Derek were more with me than they were, obviously. 
Mm. But um, I don't know why, like after the fact, I'm like, why didn't Cam and I just shut the hell up and team up? Because we probably could have made something work. But, you know, it like, like he said in his thing, we just weren't jiving like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that Derek and Elizabeth had me more than they did. And, and Macy and I just didn't seem to connect for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't have a good explanation for it. Like, don't dislike her or anything. It's just we didn't connect out in Minnesota. Yeah, I also think that there's this interesting dynamic of Macy and Savannah are really becoming a pair, uh, almost out of convenience because they're the only two tribe members from their last tribe, the Green Tribe, on this tribe. Um, and they're kind of sticking together out of fear, whereas I think you see the same with Derek and Elizabeth. They're sticking together because they're the only members from their tribes um, onto this current tribe. So it is a really interesting dynamic. And Katie, if, if you and Cam had gotten uh, a little more on the same page, I think you definitely could have found a crack or broken something open or made something happen. We see how schemy Derek is. We know that he's just plotting. He throws a rogue vote this episode of the Travis Six. Well, yeah, I see it now with the edit. I didn't see it there. <laughs> um, off his rocker. I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It just well, wasn't. It, everything is so very clear in hindsight. And it's one of those, like, I know myself. I'm a ride or die type person. Like, if you keep me around... I don't care. I am your ride or die. I will fall on a sword to keep you going. Let's do this. And I just couldn't find anybody who could like believe that or see that in me. And so there it went. Um, you know, Nicole just mentioned that her social game was the best part of her game. Um, and I knew when I was doing it and I knew right away afterwards, my social game left a lot to be desired. And that's not typical for me when I'm in a game. And after the fact, I'm like, I could have done so much more if I just would have not let like the tired fear paralyze me and just gone for it. And that's exactly what happened. You know, you go and you're mm-hmm. overtired and then you get more overtired and then you get hungry and just kind of, I didn't even realize that at the time fear was just kind of gripping me and my mouth closed shut. You know, I should have been getting in there and being nosy. You know, the Elaine meme from her season where she's right there next to people that are trying to talk. That should have been me. But and isn't that like the name of the game, right? You watch it back and you're like, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, mm-hmm. I got far in the game, but I still look back and I'm like, why didn't I do this? Or why didn't I say this? So I don't know. It's just part of being in the game and wanting to play well. Yeah. And then there's that part of it. Like, I went to every single available tribal council to me. Like it, Brandon and I just had like a standing date. It was like, see you later. But it's, <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, Derek says it, says, because Derek has also been to every tribal council he can go to so far. Yeah. And he says he's emotionally exhausted. It is really hard to lie to people constantly and vote them out and hurt their feelings. It's, it's very hard, even if you think it's fun. So I know exactly what you mean. I don't blame you guys at all. You ate nothing like all day. Um, Sometimes your brain is just not firing at all cylinders. Janet and Angie, I wanted to ask you guys, getting to see this tribe, Tribal Council, 
Um, what did you think? Is there anything that surprised you about what uh, the players in this tribe had to say about what was going on? Which tribal council are we talking about, Katie? Uh, the one where Katie unfortunately goes home. You know, I'm actually kind of surprised because sometimes when you watch Survivor, you know, Katie had her back up against the wall. And sometimes that's the best time to utilize that person and bring them in. And that's the time that someone should make a move. And I think that an opportunity was missed to make that move because also you want to start building a resume. You know, the further we get down with these tribals, you're starting to put people, you know, on a jury and, you know, you want to have that resume. So I feel like if someone would have swooped in and kept Katie, you know, for another round or two or however, you know, it was playing out just because I don't know the entire tribe dynamic. I think that would have been a, a game changer. And I think that would have been a pivotal point and that, that would have been a big move. So I was a little surprised by that because they focus so much on Katie's game and how, you know, she's, you know, it's almost too, you know, it's, you can already see that, Oh, Katie's going home. Katie's going home. You kind of get that, you could predict it. You know, I had nowhere to go. You want to yes. swap or merge or whatever. I had no connections, nowhere to go. It was very obvious that the main people left from my original tribe weren't working with me mm, or yeah. really have an intention to do that. So yeah, it, so, I yeah, had I was, nowhere to go. So, like, I understand what Macy was thinking when she's like, I'm just really worried that she'll flip right away or whatever. Mm. No, you keep me. You win my heart. And I'm yours. <laughs> right. That's the thing, too. I feel like, I mean, you probably don't realize it in the situation, but if there is somebody like you who doesn't really feel like they have anybody, if you then go out of your way to save them, they're going to be loyal to you. Even if they're not really a loyal player, they're going to give you some sort of loyalty for at least a couple of rounds, you would assume. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I would say that I'm not, I'm, I'm surprised that uh, Katie, you and Cam didn't work, but more so that Derek and Elizabeth maybe didn't look at the pair, the very, very obvious pair of Savannah and Macy and say, hmm, let's vote one of them out. Let's, let's split up this twosome, even though they're a dynamic twosome. I love them very much. They're both amazing people. But let's split them up. Let's get rid of this pair because obviously, Katie, you and Kim were not on the same page. So that's good for everybody. Then you just get two allies who would rather take each other out than you. Um, it, so it's, it's a shame it didn't really happen. Um, Nicole, I guess Alex is 20 minutes behind this episode. Uh, what's Nicole's favorite, out, favorite outside of the game memory on the production side of things? There's a lot. Um, I don't know if it's Brandon being a diva and needing air condition every two minutes. I'll be or... in my trailer. Um, you know what? Before the game even like officially started, I got a text from Alex like late at night. Well, late for me is like nine o'clock. And he told me he needed to do a target run with Elaine and Aaron and asked if I wanted to go. And I was like, absolutely i want to go i like just gotten out of the shower but i wanted to look good anyways we went to target because elaine had nothing aaron was like giving her a hard time about like do you have a water bottle do you have this and elaine's like i don't read that shit and so we, aaron <laughs> asked her if she had bug spray and she's like no why do i need that so we went to the bug spray aisle and she was i kid you not like spraying bug sprays in the air and like smelling them like they were perfume <laughs> And I just like died. I'm like, what is happening right now? It was hilarious. 
those, those two are awesome and super fun outside of the game as well. She should have been on my tribe. I had the essential oil bug spray. So I'd spray down and my tribe was like, smells really nice. It definitely doesn't smell like a dead deer over here at all. No. <laughs> I don't think she even had like a bag. <laughs> That's insane. I do want to say though, I think Elaine is hilarious, but I also don't think that Aaron gets enough credit because I think he just like lets Elaine go. And like, if they're yeah. together, like they're gonna, she, he's just gonna, she's gonna run the show. But Aaron is hilarious when he's by himself or when he actually um, wants to be, but I think yeah. It's such a funny little like comedy duo together. Um, Honestly. Well, uh, Janaki, on your tribe, things are going <laughs> a little crazy. Um, so you have Bergen, who is safe. You have Lance and you have Serena. You have yourself and Elaine and you have Megan and Andrea. Now, this is a group of people who I really love. So I was like, ah, shoot, they're going to tribal council. But then again, if you guys don't go to tribal council and Angie goes to tribal council, then, oh no, Angie's name. This was a very rough part of observing for me. I did not like when everyone was going home and just staging the game. But Janaki, to you, when you started off, uh, you know you've lost, you're ready to go, strategize. What was your first thought? What did you think you wanted to have happen? My first thought was, ah, shit, I'm going home, <laughs> to be honest, because I, you know, honestly, I, I didn't know, but um, I can't remember that tribal because I think I had like for a second blacked out because I don't remember answering Brandon's question. I just don't remember any of that. So watching it back, I was really confused because I just, I just, I mean, again, we, it was so hot outside. We're just dripping sweat, you know, um, but previous to tribal it was crazy and so a big part of my story is kind of like my second chance story is to play a more low-key game and so I really utilized that and I kind of let people come to me a little bit I kind of just stayed back I didn't want to come off as what are we going to do who are we going to you know vote for give me a name you know this that this it just stayed very calm and I let Andrea run the show because that's exactly what happened. It was, let's, let's, let's do Lance, let's do Lance. And then it was, no, what about Serena? What about Serena? You know? <laughs> and then, you know, then I heard, I guess my name was tossed out by somebody. I don't know if it was Megan or Andrea. So I let other people kind of take that role. And that kind of just really kept me kind of back a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I mean, it worked out in my favor, but it was crazy. <laughs> Speaking of Andrea, there was a point in the game where everyone was referencing that Megan and Andrea should go because they are old. And I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me? So being in your 30s is old. So if you're watching this and you're like above 25, apply for the game, please, because 30s shouldn't be like the old crowd. But yeah, that was a target on Andrea and Megan's back. <laughs> How old are they? about to pick someone's butt. I don't know who How old are they though? What? How old are they though? In their 30s? I don't know. I'm 39. Yeah, you're old. Old people? What? <laughs> I mean, I do not condone this. I do not condone voting people out because they're age. Well, I, and I also think that that's what made the first two tribal councils on the original Orange Tribe so fascinating. Um, and it, <laughs> Andrea is 12, says Alex. 
And um, thank God you're not a math teacher, bud. Um, so I, what I just wanted to say, Janaki, is um, this is uh, a very hectic moment. And for you, I think you played it very well. You just sat back, especially being like sort of coming from a tribe with another Survivor player or someone from Survivor that that could be very dangerous. You could be seen as a target and you, you played this really well and were very relaxed. Um, but uh, I want to know from you, Angie, like, Megan and Andrea were people that you were working with, and to watch this kind of happen, how did you feel when you saw this episode and saw it play out? You know, my, I mean, my heart broke for Andrea, but my heart was also breaking for Megan because I just know that she is the type of person that plays this game. I think she plays this game really well, and I think she's strategic, but I also think that she brings a lot of like personal emotions into it, and I know she takes things to heart which I think is amazing, but hard for this game because it, the name of the game is to vote people off. Um, so it just, I could tell that she was just struggling so much. And um, afterwards, after the game was over, she was saying, oh, I just like, I wish I could have protected her, but you have to look out for yourself at the end of the day. And I think that she made a good move for what was happening, but I could, <laughs> I could just tell for the both of them, they were struggling. They just couldn't get any footing. So there was actually, I think, some missed footage. So Megan and I had a conversation. Um, I think it was towards, like, the beginning once we started kind of, like, realizing that Andrea was kind of throwing everyone's name out. Megan looked at me and she was like, Andrea's my home. Andrea's my safe spot. Like, and I, it, like, broke my heart because it was like, I, di I, I didn't know what to do. You know, and at that point, you still need to kind of go with the majority we're not in a position right now to split votes. Um, and so it just, I had to tell her like, we got to vote. I got to vote Andrea, you know? Um, and, you know, then you, you kind of had Lance and Andrea kind of going after each other. So I was like, Hey, this is perfect for me because we've got one person throwing out everyone's name, but now you got two people going at it. I was like, this is the perfect position for me to be in because I'm not anywhere near you know, being a threat at this point. So, I mean, it's, it worked out perfect, but, um, you know, just like Angie said, I, I felt bad, you know, cause you can just tell that, you know, Megan had a lot of heart and really wanted Andrea around and they were kind of, you know, their home for each other, but just had yeah. to happen. So. Both very, very awesome and kick-ass people. And I think that Andrew makes a mistake that, uh, plenty of people make on Survivor and when they play live reality games is uh, when someone steps away from confessional, you go, okay, well, let's just vote that person out. I would highly suggest not doing that um, <laughs> because I think uh, Lance says it in the episode. He says, well, what's to say that the moment I step away, you don't throw my name out there. It, it doesn't make people feel good, even if you think the idea is to put a name out in the majority to ensure that none of the rest of you go home, just vote out the person who's not with you. Um, Nicole, what did you think of, of this tribe's strategizing? Because uh, this is definitely a, a little bit of Looney Tunes on this tribe for sure. This one was fun to watch. <laughs> uh, it was chaotic. It was super fun to watch. It was like people's games changing and evolving throughout the entire weekend. It was really cool to see all of these players kind of develop as they went on. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the real question, uh, Janaki, is like, we hear originally that Silver wanted to work with Orange, 
Um, but I do think that something that comes into play here that some of us know about is that Lance and Serena are friends outside of the game. They've both been volunteers before. And so I think that this friendship plays uh, a bit of a role and kind of has influence on what happens in this round. Not to say that it's the only thing, but I think once those three are a pair, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Janaki, that it's easy to work with those three and vote out Megan and Andrea. Uh, did you get that sense at all? For sure. And I, I knew Lance and Serena were really good friends. And so being on a tribe with them, it's almost like it's, it's safe because they would become a bigger target before I would, because they're seen kind of as like that power couple per se. Um, and so that made it really easy to work with them because that's two people and I could be their third. And so in that situation, you either need one more or two more people. So you're already in the majority. Um, so having them together was, was I would say a perfect scenario. Mm-hmm. And you guys had already come from the same tribe with Lance, right? Like you and Elaine as well. Yes. So there you go. Um, so I just want to like open the floor up because uh, Andrea is part of the jury when she gets voted out. Andrea is so fun and she doesn't get voted out here, but she's part of the jury. Um, did you guys expect that at this point in time that, that somebody would be joining the jury this soon and would be eating donuts in front of you like a big old jerk? Oh my gosh, that was so funny. <laughs> totally like licking her fingers like, uh, ha I remember she asked about it. She's like, should I do this? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. yes absolutely. Yes. <laughs> That's I, like half of the fun, Naomi, being yes. on the other side. Like after the first night, I showed back up with Jesse and I'm like, Sipping my my Starbucks, I smell yes, like. Yes, you got me a Starbucks, you know, and I can't thank you enough for that. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'm freshly showered, smelling good, and we're just like sitting there watching you guys go to your next challenge, and we're like, "Ooh, they look like hell." And then, like, <laughs> so funny being on the other side. So, yeah, I didn't real. I didn't think that we would have. A, she'd be like jury that early. So that was kind of a, that was a surprise. Exactly unexpected. Yeah. You know, this was my first live reality game. And I I begin to function when the coffee hits my lips. (laughs) And I remember walking to tribal and seeing like the big boxes of caribou. And just want to be like, I quit and throw my torch me. I quit, I'm just gonna go for the coffee. Goodbye. Thanks. Raise the money. We're going to go. So when that donut showed up with a very unhappy looking Angie, or not Angie, I was like, but we didn't vote you off. Why are you being mean to us? We didn't do it. <laughs> Wait till that tribe comes back. It wasn't us. That was bullying. Yeah, that, that was so brutal. Um, and Alex wants me to ask you, Katie, uh, it, Katie, you also earned a spot on the jury. Well, congrats to you for raising the amount of money that you did. Um, Katie, what made you uh, want to choose or not choose to join the jury? There's a couple things. One, being out as early as I was, I didn't feel like even going to the tribals that I was going to be in a position to make a good choice to vote for a winner. I, I didn't think that I I was out too early. There could have been people on the, 
in the finale that I had never even talked to. I mean, I was out before some people even went to a tribal and I just didn't think that was right. And then um, I live five hours away. Um, I have a husband that's a long hauler from COVID and, and the four kids. And, and it was one of those, if I'm not playing, I need to go home. You know, like this has been fun. It's been great. I'm happy, but, and I'm really bummed. Like one of my biggest regrets is not getting to meet and enjoy people after I was out. But the correct decision was for me to go home and resume my real life responsibilities. So, You're you know, mom, Katie, I'd rather like sit in the woods and get eaten sometimes than be a mom. Oh my gosh. Yes. I would go back <laughs> right now. Uh, I'm a terrible mom. No, no. Like my husband took my youngest two up to his parents' farm tonight and my older two are at a movie. And when my husband came home from work and was getting things ready to take the younger two, he was like, is there anything you need? I'm like, to not hear the word mom one more time in like the next 48 hours. That's what I mean. But, and in Survivor, you want to be everything but a mom. Yes. Yes. And I don't know. So it, it was, I'm so happy I did it. Um, the, the time that I got to spend there in the game or out of it, um, it does something for me. You know, it's, you just know that what's going on there is bigger than a game of Survivor. And, and that does something for me. But yeah, I wasn't on the jury because I didn't feel like um, I was a qualified vote. And after all that, the person who wins should have qualified voters. And um, I, I was needed at home. So there I went. It makes total sense. I, I really admire um, the idea of saying, you know what, I don't, I have not met everybody in this game, so I don't think I can make a decision on what happens. I mean, you also don't want to sit in that hot sun at tribal council. If anything, Live to Give has shown me why they do tribal councils only at night on Real Survivor. Oh and my he, gosh. And Brandon kept making me take my sunglasses off. <laughs> like you're staring into the sun. I have sensitive eyes and he's like, take your sunglasses off. Fine. Like, <laughs> but if, if you pay attention pretty much the entire game, I have my sunglasses on. Yes. Yes. And you look really cool. There's some cool glasses. Um, I would, I like them a lot. Um, I want to ask you, Angie, um, having not gone to tribal council at all, because uh, you're in, I think, the trickiest spot out of anybody left in the game. What were you trying to do? Uh, should you guys go to tribal council, you know, next episode or in the future? What was your plan to sort of protect yourself? I mean, for me, uh, going into the game, my biggest target was James. I love him. I loved him before <laughs> the game started, but I was like, he's a social player. He's amazing at challenges. Like there's, it'd be dumb to keep him in the game. So that was kind of my thought process going in. Um, reading the room, I don't think that that would have worked. I think he had a lot of um, allies on our tribe. So my goal was just to try to get me, Jack, um, both Ryan's. I did not realize that Ryan, Vanessa, and 
was um, as close as to James as he was. Yeah. So um, my plan was just to try to get them together and probably I would have gone for maybe Carter tried to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, as Alex says, shout out to James, who's currently at his wedding getting married. I'd be surprised if he was doing anything else at his wedding. Um, <laughs> but yes, today is James and Will's wedding, and I know Old Burger Bergen is there. Um, and I, you know, we are so excited for everyone and every exciting thing that happens for Lift Given. We have a bunch of birthdays. It's been a really exciting month so far. Um, but I also want to ask you guys, uh, and specifically maybe Katie, since you're voted out, who are you rooting for at, at this point after you've been voted out? Who do you, do you want to see win um, the whole thing? Um, okay, as previously mentioned, I volunteered the season before. And when I asked who I would <clears throat> go after and vote out, my answer was Ryan Elder. <laughs> because I think he's incredibly good at this and I didn't want to compete with that. So when I was out, he officially became my prize winning pony. <laughs> that, that's who I turned to rooting for. Yeah. Well, he's been safe so far. So you've got quite a few rounds where he won't be voted out. Um, and that's kind of crazy. Andrea, Andrea is the only person who has sort of used up any of her lives. Bergen used up, too. Um, but those two are the only ones who have used up any of this sort of safety. And Ryan and Ryan are still chilling over at Purple. Um, now, I just in general, I want to ask you guys, like, going into the next vote, uh, Angie and Janicki, what was your goal? What was the next vote going to look like for you? I know we just talked about it with you, Angie, but Janicki, what did you want to have happen next? If your tribe was to lose again? If, oh, if we were to lose again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the hypothetical that you lose again, what happens? Ah, <laughs> gosh. I don't know. Because, because my tribe is so... It could be so unpredictable because of how crazy and how messy that trying to strategize that last minute. I mean, it could be anybody at that point. Um, and I made a comment uh, watching back. I had made a comment at the tribal that I was glad to be at tribal because that's where the lines are drawn. You see where everybody is standing. You see who's loyal and who's not. So if we were to go to tribal again, I think that I would ha have a pretty strong little core to where we could keep the numbers unanimous, but I just, I don't know. I, I think with the mad scramble, I mean, it could have been any of us, but Bergen, I think, because I think he's safe for another one. I don't know. I believe so. Well, yeah. Bergen being safe. We get it, Bergen. Congrats. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> so unfair. Well, I just want to ask you guys, you know, sort of inclusion, if you have any fun memories that you want to talk about from Live to Give, from, you know, up until this point in the game, any that makes you laugh or smile about uh, this wonderful charity event that we're all a part of. Did you know Elaine tried to scare Serena and I to death? The first that was time? you? That, that was, was you. me and Serena, um, you know, walking through the dark wood of the Minnesota wilderness with our, just my flashlight actually, 
and we're like halfway to the porta pot and out of nowhere that was so funny we we took a little camp walk up (laughs) up the path i think everyone was sleeping so we kind of you know snuck out and we went right to the the border where we couldn't go any further and when we came back all of a sudden we heard two people walking and we're like let's scare the crap out of them we didn't know who it was we had no idea and so they hide behind the trees and we're all kind of crouched down and when they walked by elaine scared it was so funny like i was on the way to the bathroom thanks to that i almost did not make it <laughs> Mama four. it was yeah and like it was terrifying at the moment but like that that's funny and that's something that i don't know that's one of my favorite memories you know live to give is just it's amazing that you know there's really for me there's really no one favorite memory it's the entire experience you know whether you're the first boot or you're in the top four everything in between is just it's an amazing experience and um you know the people and the production and you know brandon and alex like every they're just amazing and they do such a nice job putting it on together and I mean, you meet so many new people and you create these friendships that, you know, that last forever. Um, you know, we've got this little little group chat, you know, on Facebook. And I think we have talked every day at some point in that chat since Live to Give. So I think that's extremely unique and really cool that that's something that we can do and keep in touch with everybody. So I honestly encourage anyone and everyone to apply. You have to be 18 though, right? Or 16? 18. 18. 18. 18. Yeah. So I honestly, if you're 18, apply because, and if you don't want to apply, you know, just like, you know, Katie and myself, like I, I volunteered first and then I got to play. And I think that even volunteering really, you get to see what it's like to be, you know, you get to see how the game plays out, and then you think to yourself, "Hey, can I? I can do this." Well, you shoot, know? I did that backwards. Yeah, no one told me. But, but you know, it's 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 so fun and it's rewarding. You know, you're doing this for charity, and um, yeah, you want to get kind of mean and aggressive and get your hands dirty, but in the end, you know, this is for a really great cause. So, Angie, what about you? It's hard to go after that. I feel like I probably have two. I mean, like you said, it's all great moments for the most part. But um, I feel like I have two that really stand out for me. One was just like hearing Aaron's stories that first night. And um, unfortunately, he didn't stay the whole night. But when he was there, just hearing his survivor experience and all of that, it was just really fascinating. And he's just an awesome guy when you get to know him. Um, he is, even if you don't get to know him, I don't know why he said it like that. But, um, and then not the actual Jack getting attacked by Wasp, but like the oh. aftermath was hilarious. Like, I feel bad that it actually happened, but like Megan, she kept on telling him to like take his shirt off. And, like, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, afterwards, this poor girl was just sitting there like, I feel so bad. I shouldn't have said that. Like, I didn't mean, to, I didn't want to see it. Like, I wasn't saying it like that. Like, I just, she was just such a sweetheart. And she just felt bad about the whole situation. And I mean, again, I don't want anybody to ever get bit. But the aftermath was fun to watch. 
Oh my God. Um, you know, I just, oh, go ahead, Katie. I was say something that I didn't realize until the days after I had gotten home. Um, I knew like from when I volunteered, like I met a bunch of really neat people and I got to see them again the following year. But and as I was laying on that tarp, wondering if Cam wanted to cuddle, um, you know, when I get back, it occurred to me the completely different people that were there on one tribe with me that I probably never in a million years would have met up, much less in one place, if I hadn't been involved with this. And that's a really cool feeling, you know? And just to be able to get to know them and now talk to them again afterwards, like it made my world bigger, which especially after the year of COVID and everything was starting to feel really small. Mm. And, you know, yeah, we're giving to other people and, you know, helping charities and everything, but it being part of Live to Give can really do something for yourself, for your own heart and mind as well. Absolutely. I would agree with that. And I think like to looking at it, yeah, you are playing for a charity and like you're all there for different charities for different reasons. And like to get a group of people that are willing, I know we're all Survivor fans, but like to get a group of people that are willing to go out for four days and live in the woods, like you have to be fighting for something more than yourself. And I think that just really makes it a really good group of people because you have to be a little bit selfless and fighting for something to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, and like you guys, first of all, Alex and Angie and your mother were so nice to like let me a basic stranger just sleep on your couch for like a short week. That was awesome. Um, and like Nicole, we, you know, you had us over at your house instantly and it was so nice live to give family joining it this year first time everybody was there with open arms and so nice and alex is pestering me about my favorite moment and i'll say that i know you guys are all you know in minnesota at this point right or uh katie where are you, what state are you in i am the first south dakotan to play wow <laughs> well i do they have caribou coffee in south dakota because it turns out that uh i thought caribou was like I didn't know what caribou was, but I loved their K-cups and I used to buy them in like huge bulk packs. And then Alex told me that caribou was like an actual coffee chain and I like freaked out. I was so excited because I, I had no idea. I was, you know, we've just got, you know, Dunkin' and Starbucks are, you know, all that. And I was so excited to get caribou coffee from an actual caribou um, in Minnesota. I was thrilled. Um, but also I think my favorite moment is blindside cookies, which comes in a little later. I will talk about that, but uh, the crew and I loved eating blindside cookies when we knew that something was about to go down at Tribal Council. Um, but other than that, I, I is there anything else that we need to talk about about this episode, about Lipskin in general? Any thoughts? My favorite part is just this podcast and Alex selling himself out that he doesn't have a life and that he just <laughs> continues to ask questions. <laughs> I have expecting him to bust into Andy's room and like you know interrupt the whole experience, but it's fine. We no boys allowed this podcast. Um, stomping a little bit earlier, I could hear. So I think it was him upstairs, just a bunch of stomping. So I think he's still involved. Mm -hmm. He's like pay attention <laughs> to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, next week is going to be I know another amazing episode uh, because I was there and I saw it happen, and everybody else was there too. So you should tune in. It's literally going to be this Sunday, right? And then there's a podcast on Tuesday. 
And if that's wrong, don't hold it against me. But make sure that you subscribe <laughs> to Live Reality Games and to Live to Give to make sure that you are tuning into all of our amazing content. Alex says it's mom stomping. We don't believe you. Um, <laughs> and thank you, Katie, Angie, Janaki, and Nicole for being here with me. You guys are amazing people, amazing players. And you all light up the screen when you play Survivor. Um, and, and so I'm so glad that we get to watch, uh, especially Katie and Janica, you guys played this season. Um, make sure to follow Live to Give on all social media. Angie, as one of our social media moguls, can you please tell people where they should go if they want to tune into Live to Give on social media? That's a really great question. <laughs> all right, well, whoops. Okay, you, we have a Facebook page. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were asking for like the tags. Um, yeah, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. We've gotten a lot of recommendations for TikTok. I don't know if that's something that will be coming soon, but maybe sometime in the future. That's also we'll something Chapman can help with. I'm too old for that. I don't know how to do that. Same. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, make sure that our viewers out there are sub subscribed to Live to Give on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere and YouTube. And guys, thank you so much for being here. Um